Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh, my God. That's wild. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're not already. Uh, would love to have you keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. I do a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world, at all the usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Debbie Gibson. She is back with a new record called The Body Remembers. It's her first album of new material in 20 years. The legendary pop star is going to tell us about her penchant for flipping the script on her career, having spent years in uh, musicals and movies, and discusses the difference and similarities of pop music between the 80s and today. Gibson also dives into her friendship with uh, New Kids on the Block's Joey McIntyre, who she's currently performing uh, in Las Vegas uh, during a residency right now. And they've done a new version, a duet of her classic Lost in Your Eyes that you can also find on the new record. We'll get into how she balances her past nostalgia with pushing forward just towards something new and the importance of imperfections with inner art. This is a really fun one. I'm so excited to do this, talking about The Body Remembers. It's Kyle Meredith with Debbie Gibson. Hi, how are you? You've got a brand new album. In fact, right over my shoulder here. Oh the my The Body gosh. Remembers. You've got the hard copy. I love it. The hard copy right there. The Body Remembers. So this is uh, the first one in a while. That's not going to stay up, is it? That's a, uh, there we go. <laughs> but no, this is, this is the, this is the first album in a while. This is, um I guess, it technically is. the first album in a decade and the first album of original material in, in 20 years. There yes. have been songs along the way but did you know it was going to sort of be like this? No, I mean, you know, it's funny. I got into like a couple of different zones in my career and different chapters. And one was the theater tunnel. And it was like, you know, I, I started in theater when I was like five years old. So once I, once I did Les Mis on Broadway and theater producers saw what I could do, I started having all these opportunities and I ended up doing 17 musicals in 17 years 
between Broadway, West End, national tours, regional theater. And, um, you know, the last decade of my life was really a health and wellness tunnel. Unfortunately, I was backed into a corner by my body and by my health, uh, dealing with Lyme disease and other fun things like that. And, um, you know, I just, I was really only able to like keep things going, but not really evolving and moving forward. But internally I was evolving and moving forward because I was going through something. I was going through um, a lot of deep digging to, to, to get myself out of that hole I was in. And so when I came out of the hole and started seeing the light, um, you know, look, music was a big part of what got me out of that hole. And it, it just felt like the right chapter. I always say, let the music lead the way. I'm not a strategist. I'm not Madonna who is like brilliant at saying, I'm gonna have a hit every two years or every, you know, every decade I'm gonna do. I, I just have to like, let the creativity lead the way. And it was, the music was speaking to me at this point. It's, it's almost surprising given what the last decade sounds like it was for you that the music on this album is so joyous. I mean, I guess that, that could have gone the other way, could it? It could have, you know, I'm somebody who likes to flip the script. So, you know, during the pandemic, if I was like curled up in a ball in the corner of my house, like a lot of us were going, oh my God, what's this world coming to? I would go out on my driveway and do the trash videos that I do on social media and sing Mr. Rogers because that's what, gets me out of it. Now, do I write songs about being in the ball on the floor as well? I do, but I tend to, I, I, at least for this album, I really liked the idea of layering those kind of intense lyrics and those moments I was going through. Um, sorry, I didn't turn my phone off over here. Uh, but, but yes, putting it like musically to more, a more upbeat and, an intensely produced backdrop. And I love that because people can be on the dance floor like, hey, and they're getting a subliminal, depthful message that they don't even know they're getting or they know they're getting it. But I do like the layers to this album and I like the twists, you know, even in an upbeat dance song, like One Step Closer, verse one in both the song and the video kind of has me in the breakup, in the wallowing, in, the, in that moment. And then it's like, bam, you feel the flip happen. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this moment? How am I going to empower myself? And that's, that's how I live my life always. You know, I, I have my days where I'm, you know, crying every five minutes. Um, but I don't stay there for long. I allow it. And then I go, okay, Deb, come on, time to move on. And I feel like that's what this music hopefully will do for people. Well, there, there are. There's so many great spots all over it. I think the one I got attached to the quickest was Runaway because there's something about the groove of that song. There's something about what you're doing vocally because as you were saying, there's lots of twists and turns on this record. Mm -hmm. And especially in that one song, there's like several twists and turns. There's almost, it, it's really almost movements, like three different movements of, of this song. Yes, you're right. And you know, what's interesting about Runaway is that Sean Thomas, who's now 20 years old, who I met when he was 14 years old. He was playing um, my student in uh, my Hallmark movie, uh, Summer of Dreams, and then the sequel, Wedding of Dreams. And he sent me that track. So that's a collab, that's a writing collaboration. I love that at like, I guess he was 18 or 19 when he sent me the track. 
And I was like, oh my God, it's so 80s influenced, but it's modern. And so it's interesting to, to see how young people of this generation have this take on nostalgic music. And yeah, I thought it was so creative and it immediately sparked that whole concept of life's a runway and you're the star. And I love the like the chanty bit. Um, I loved playing with the harmonies on the pre-choruses. So yes, you were right. It, it's like several, it, it, I, I think a lot of this music takes you on a journey. Even, even the songs that are seemingly like, oh, this is verse, pre-chorus hook, you know, verse, pre-chorus hook, breakdown, vamp, and out. Even within that, there's a there's a lot of traveling. It's it really interesting what you said there about, you know, certain nostalgia for folks who weren't there. I, I've been seeing that myself maybe for the first time. Like, I, so I'm about to hit 40, uh -huh. which means I was a, a kid of the 80s and a teen of the 90s. And, mm -hmm. you know, starting to see, especially a new generation of songwriters that's been taking on both those decades and knowing that they weren't there and, and their take on it. Like yourself, you know, You've now seen decades of music. You've been, you've seen decades of pop, uh, especially. Mm -hmm. And and I'm sure some things are the same and some things are different, but, but have, like, what does it look like to you? Someone who's been in the, you know, the holy fire of it all to kind of see <laughs> where it's been and where it is now. Does it look similar? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like in a weird way, it looks more similar now than it did to when I started than it did for a long time. Like, I feel like in a weird way, people right now are once again craving albums. Like I was told by so many execs, you know, oh, you wanna do an album? Listen, it's a singles world, just release single after single. I'm like, I still believe there are people that wanna get their hands on that CD and that vinyl, which is gonna come out as well. and. And even on digital, listen in the sequence that I created. And I created that sequence with a lot of thought, a lot of time went into it. Um, there was a meaningful segue between every one of those songs, which was no easy task because some of the styles of music on this are like seemingly out of left field. You know, when you have like a kind of a disco dance song like Love Don't Care and you have Legendary, which is more singer songwriter live. And trying to marry that all and create that journey. I mean, I think that there are, there's now an audience, you know, I think Olivia Rodrigo's audience appreciates the artistry that went into her album and the artistry that, that went into sequencing the songs and creating this story of this young girl in her life. And, and so I, I think there's a lot of similarities, weirdly. And I think, you know, it's so funny. I just said the other day, because, you know, I, I look at, I, I take it with a grain of salt, but of course, like everyone, I look at my social media numbers and I remember playing clubs to promote only in my dreams and get it off the ground when nobody knew who I was. And I was winning my followers over, my audience over 200 drunk club goers at a time. And now it's like, hey, we went up a thousand, we went up a thousand. So there's like weirdly this very pure connection from artists to audience these days, I think, because of social media. I mean, we can do it thousands at a time and not 200 at a time or, you know, millions at a time. But that relationship with the audience that I feel reminds me of the beginning of my career. And I do think artists that are out there right now are doing it for the love of it. I mean, I just feel like 
probably because like you don't make money in in album sales anymore or in like music per se music's like your calling card and you have to do it because you love it because you're not that is not like it's not like the days of, hey, we're signing you to a $10 million six album deal. Like that's not how it works anymore. So I feel a lot of joy from artists these days. Like I feel a lot of purity in music. And, and that I think is a common thread with what was going on in the eighties, which is why people love it. And which is why like, you know, Joey McIntyre and I are performing in Vegas these days. And, and people come for, I think that connection from then to now, because both of us, pay homage to where we started, but we very much live in a modern world and we've evolved and we're not stuck in some, you know, resting on our laurels, nostalgic time period. So I do think that that's a lot of people, a lot of music fans are the same way. They have a perspective. It's like a healthy perspective on what was, but people are eager to keep evolving and moving forward and staying current and vital. I guess the the most obvious bridge uh, on this record that you brought up right there is that is that you and Joey do a new version of of Lost in Your Eyes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Once again, what is it about that song that brings you back again, um, and and what does it still have to say today? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, first of all, I loved going from "But You Took Me Right Back" from The Body Remembers into literally taking you back. Um, I was listening to the, literally just like a day or two ago, I was listening to the lyrics to that song in a new way. I was like, let me just take in what it is about that song that still makes people use it as their wedding song. I mean, it's just very simple. It's simple, it's pure, it's um, poetic without being so specific to a time and a place that you, like everyone can fill in their own experience you know, into it, they can infuse their own experience into it. You know, I think it's, uh, and this is not me going, hey, I wrote a, but I think it's a timeless melody. You know, it's, it doesn't, I don't think it speaks to one time or place. And I think the proof is that when Joey sings it, it's like, it's, it, it breathes all new life into it. it. It's having this new moment, which is so thrilling for me. It's kind of like, you know, I don't have human children. I have dogs. But I really have my songs are like my babies, and it's like it's like my baby is going off, you know, into adulthood now and having this other life, and I'm like witnessing it. Um, but listen, people love romance, people love melodies, um, and it's simple. It's simple. I think simple never goes out of style, and pure. I wrote it from a pure place, and yeah. And uh, you know, and you said to, to, to breathe something new into it, especially. With Joey, I mean, the relationship you've had with new kids through the years, I think you've done a song with Jordan. Of course, you've done a song with yep. the whole group at some point. Yep. And and I don't know, maybe it's a friendship sort of thing. Like, like what's the connection there? Because obviously you all have a shared experience. It's almost like, you know, uh, you, you hear ex-presidents talk about the President's Club, like no one on earth will ever know what we've gone through. And to, I guess right, a certain degree, is, is it that? It's true. It's a, it's, it is such an amazing camaraderie. That's my word. It's a camaraderie. And, you know, we've also both gone off and done theater and like, in a way, we've both wanted to legitimize ourselves and our art. And we've like done that by stepping out on a limb, you know, throughout our entire careers. And, yeah, I mean, like, you know, he was texting yesterday about maybe putting a change into his set 
um, in the upcoming show, uh, the next round. And I was like, I love that I get to be that sounding board because it is this point of connection that not many people understand. Like I was like, look, I am so, first of all, he's making me look like a slacker because I'm not changing anything in my show because of that. But his point was Because like, it's perfect. <laughs> well, it works for me. It actually does work for me. So I'm like, if it ain't broke. And also I do a um, an impromptu piano like request section. So my show changes night to night anyway. And I'm doing new material off of my, my new album. So that's going to make me feel so vital and vibrant and everything, you know, so he's looking for, I love that he's looking, always looking for ways to up his game, always looking for ways to satisfy his creative fire. He's never gotten complacent. And I wrote back to him, I go, I am so happy you're not complacent. Like that's so rock and roll to me. Um, I was like, I am like the best and worst person to be having this conversation with because I am going to instigate and be like, bring the band back early, rehearse, do new stuff. Like, you know, this is our life. This is our joy. Like everything should be fun and creative and challenging and wanting to ignite the audience in the best possible way. And so we understand each other on that level. Um, and I just, I have a lot of respect for him as an artist him as a family man, he's managed to like balance everything in his life so beautifully, which as you know, coming from teen stardom is a trick because psychologically you start your adult life very early. Um, and for me, I've lived my life very out of order. So to watch Joey, who's just so incredibly like normal and then he's brilliant on stage. It's just like a shining example of what can be as opposed to the, all the horror stories you hear. But yeah, we've had a lot of parallels in our lives and careers. So to have someone to share that with at this point is such a gift because I never anticipated being part of this duo. I do this because I see our names in my head on the Venetian marquee <laughs> and I live in Vegas. So it's thrilling to me. It's thrilling. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's, it's interesting, all the things that you're talking about and all the things that we're, we're discussing here. There is a line on the record, and, and I'm probably taken out of context, but just within this context from Tell Me Love, where you say, because we're still living in the shades of the past. It doesn't say you're living in the past, by the way. I, I should point that out. But living mm -hmm. in the shades of the past, mm -hmm. it's, that sort of feels like it becomes a more important line than I think it would have hit me the first time. That's so interesting. I mean, and, and, and also I do a wink wink to my song Shades of the Past, which is on my Electric Youth album. And I love doing that. You know, I do that with Only in My Dreams. I, I, I reference it in Me Not Loving You. But yeah, again, it's like we're still, yes, we can still be haunted by our past. Um, and that could be world and politics and it could be personal. It could be teen stardom. It could be your past relationship. Yes, it could mean whatever you want it to, to mean. 
Um, but I love that you bring that up. I love that you're listening to the intricacies of the, it's funny you brought up that song. So my ex-boyfriend was like, well, still is very much a words. He's a doctor, but he's like very in tune with words and their meaning. And so in that song, uh, originally the line was, uh, Lord knows that Lord knows there's lies around every turn. There's lies around every turn. And I made the, I guess, happy mistake ultimately of playing him this song when the album was supposed, the album was supposedly done like 15 times. And then I kept changing things, but he was like, Lord knows what lies around every turn. And I was like, I hate you right now because I have to go back in and redo that one line and make it vocally match and sound like the same day. And, but it was better because it's not so in your face and it's not so like accusatory. It's more, again, left to interpretation. It's richer. So I've just really, really embraced on this album. And at this point in my life, just looking at lyrics in a whole new way and, and trying to say things in the best, most meaningful way possible. Cause we've heard every scene before pretty much, but it's how to say it in a new, fresh way. Yeah. Words matter. They Words do. absolutely matter. They do. By the way, in me not loving you, um, you know, I said runway is my favorite. It's really close though with that one right there. Just what a beautiful uh, song. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I that was one I was considering swapping out and putting in the upcoming shows. And I'm like, I don't know. I might just wait. I might just wait. Cause I mean, look, the plan is to do a tour and really do all this new material and and um I want to make sure whenever I do that song, it just like blows people away and it's so cinematic and it's so vocally demanding. And I remember the day that I recorded that, I so I had that hook floating around in my head, me not loving you. And that, you know, the idea of if only that was true and we're all past and we hear a song radio or we pass a place that we used to go with someone. Um, and we're going, I will not think of this person. I will not think of this person. But that, that song, I got home, um, I was like at a body work session, a massage session. And I thought I was gonna walk in my house and take a nap. And instead I walked in my studio, which is right through this wall over here. And um, I sat at the keyboard and literally it was just like when I wrote Lost in Your Eyes, where I say when Lost in Your Eyes wrote itself. Cause I sat at the keyboard and I went, what do I do? And I was like, oh my God, what's this? And I just kept going with it. And a lot of what you hear on the record is that original keyboard part and original vocal. And, I, and it wow. was being written in real time without ever even being written down, which for me is rare because I usually write into a notebook. And I was just like, you know, and my voice was kind of gritty because I was in a very kind of broken down state. I was in a self-care mode that day. Um, and every time I went back to try to like top the vocal or perfect it or even get some of the distortion out because there's some distortion on there because I wasn't really fussing with levels and, and technology. I was just like, let me get it down. I, I couldn't recreate what I did that day. It had a grit to it and because I wasn't expecting anything. It just poured out. So I'm really glad you you love that. <laughs> I mean, all my favorite songs have imperfections. You know, none of them are are too perfect. I never want them Just like life, right? Well, that's the thing too with this Look at record, the metaphor. You know, I have a, I have kind of like at times a quirky, fluttery vibrato that I've been told like, fix your vibrato, fix your nose, fix your this, fix your that. And I've just learned like, it's, it's just so much more interesting to me to not be perfect. It's like, 
I think every vocalist could find that day where they sound perfect. Um, maybe not every day, but you can find that place. But when something comes out and it crackles and there's vulnerability and there's grit and it's an, I, I'm striving for that note. I mean, like Alicia Keys does that so beautifully. She always feels like she's on the edge. You know, you feel her, you know, striving for a note out of the angst she's singing about. And, and I just love that. You're, you're like, wow, she didn't, she didn't tune that note. Like not that she's out of tune, but she gets right in the, right on the edge of like, you just, it's a feeling. And so within all, because there's slickness to this album, but within the slickness, there's a lot of intentional imperfection intentional imperfections mm -hmm. that's probably going on a coffee cup somewhere after all ah, of that's actually that's the name of the the, the band that's going to support me on my next tour <laughs> <laughs> debbie gibson and um, and intentional imperfections the intentional imperfections that's right <laughs> well so it's, it's that one's not in the, uh and me not loving you is not in the set list right now but since you're taking requests on the vegas shows i won't be there but i'm just putting in my request now in case you know there's a verse thrown in I'm, i'll catch it online it's, Awesome. I did actually do just the hook of it at the piano in, in one of the shows. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Somebody yelled so, it out. Yeah. So as you're saying, you've done one round of them mm -hmm. and you've got the next round on the way in Vegas. Yep. And, and does it feel different? Like I've been asking a lot of artists this, of course, you know, because, you know, for so many you know, it was just touring nonstop that obviously it's gone for a whole year and now mm -hmm. it's starting to get back out there. Have you noticed a difference yourself? I mean, you know, it, it really hit me that I hadn't performed in two years, which for me literally is some kind of record, probably going back to when I was five years old. You know, I've never not been on a stage for two years, but the energy of it, I feel like people are more connected because I think people have had such a communal experience now. And, you know, it looked different. Everyone's masked here, you know, uh, but people were like so joyful, so happy to be back. Um, so respectful, like of all the meet and greet protocols, people just were not being jerky. People were just appreciative. And I was too. And I was so happy and grateful that I got to be somebody that was a part of giving this experience to people after they had waited for so long, you know, just person after person in the meet and greet. Thanks, Joey and I, thank you so much for doing this. They understood that it it's, you know, they understand it's not easy to put a meet and greet together right now. Um, they understand everyone's taking some health risks and like just trusting and, and trusting that everyone's being responsible. And, you know, so there's a lot to it, but the joy of the audience and the connectedness felt really like grounded and real based on something really real. Well, I'm so happy you guys are doing this. I mean, first off, just hearing about the shows, uh, the residencies, and then, you know, as you're saying, and hopefully that uh, this does lead to a full on tour in the next year, because um, I don't get to Vegas often myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'd love to tour with Joey. I'd love to, um, you know, if he's off doing other things to my own show as well. I mean, I feel like he and I as a duo, I mean, I, he already knows I'm, I'm down for that as long as as long as that, you know, has a life. I mean, I'm, I'm there for it. Um, yeah. And I'd also love the opportunity to do like all the new music, um, all these songs in their entirety for my diehard Deb heads and diamond Deb heads. And now the block heads. So somebody told me that there's a, there's a hashtag block Debs. So the block heads and the Deb heads have 
now like joined forces. Well, because I do think there was a lot, there were a lot of people in the audience that were all about Joey and a lot that were all about me. And then there was crossover, but I love it. My audience got to see what Joey's all about and vice versa. And so now there's a lot of, you know, community within the two communities, which is so cool. I love that. <laughs> I love it too. I love it too. Well, I, I can't wait uh, to catch a show, uh, especially you. when that, whenever it does happens. In the meantime, the body remembers this is so good. Thank you. There you go, everybody. Yeah, uh, that's so good. And, uh, you know, next time around when you're fronting the uh, the imperfections, the intentional imperfections. The intentional imperfections. It's going to be so good. Debbie, thank you so much for taking the time thank to talk you, about Kyle. this. Thank you, Kyle. So great to talk to you. My thanks to Debbie Gibson. The new album is called The Body Remembers. Thanks to you as well, again, for uh, checking out the episode. Uh, please hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the whole series. Uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots. Uh, that's uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. So easy, very relaxing. Like I never, I never got like my adrenaline never like, I love that feeling. I just like to stay in my happy, relaxed place and you bring those vibes. So thank you. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.